Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. I'm speaking with Chad Wilkins in this podcast. Chad is a mystic minstrel, an American-Australian singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. His new album, Hollow Bones So I Can Fly, releases March 11th, and he is drip-releasing singles from that album each Friday until that date. So today there is a new single available, and at the end of this podcast episode, I get to play There's This Thing, which is only available next week. So you get to listen to it a week before everybody else gets to listen to it because you listen to this podcast. How cool is that? So stick around until the end of the podcast episode to hear the full song of There's This Thing. All right, here we go. All right. (laughs) So welcome, Chad. You were my first podcast guest ever. And now you are the first podcast guest of 2022. So thank you. (laughs) That's exciting. Awesome. It's good to be back. Nice to see you and hear you. Yeah. Where, where are you? Can you I mean, not to like, if you're in hiding, don't, <laughs> don't reveal your. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to ask. Roughly, that. roughly. Oh, no, where, I'm, where, I... where are you? <laughs> I'm on planet Earth. Um, I'm not in hiding at all. I, it's, uh, yeah, I'm okay with public awareness of my whereabouts. Okay, cool. I'm in, I'm in Australia. I'm on the east coast of Australia, um, near Byron Bay, out, out in the rainforest in the hills, just outside of Byron Bay. Beautiful zone where I live. Yeah. Do you do you mind me asking, like, how is how is it there? Because I hear like, I mean, not that I'm so tapped into the news, but it's like your Australia is a prison um, sort of like things. <laughs> Obviously, you're, you're yeah. OK, right? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm definitely not in prison. Yeah, no, it's been really, really chill here um, in this part of Australia. So there's there's other parts of the country that have had really, really severe lockdowns and restrictions and all that sort of stuff okay but, so it kind you know, of varies for, by for the most part where i've been it's been pretty chill yeah okay that's what i was that's what i was kind of getting a sense of it's interesting how like you hear about certain things versus how like people's lived experience because it i had heard like in certain places we're not having any issues but then like others like we are having issues you know so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, they call it the news, but it's it's really quite sensationalized and whatever sells is what they're going to say. You know? Right. Okay. But anyway, right. I don't want to dwell on that. So awesome. Glad to hear anyway. that, you're, that you're cool and free and um, having a nice time where you are, where you are. Um, so you have, yeah. you've released two singles so far from the upcoming album that you are releasing March 11th. Well, actually, actually three and a half or three so. Three and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I just yeah, added yeah, two to my uh, yeah, playlist. There's three that have been out already. Um, Say Yes came out on uh, 31st of December. And then after that, a new one called Strong and Surrender and another one called Love is Round. And then oh, okay. I say I said three and a half because actually um, right now during the recording of this, there's another one that's being released right now today. And it's, uh, you know, they do it country by country. So I think it's available in 50% of the countries <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, there's a new track being released today. It's called Blessed to Be. Okay, cool. What was the first one that you said? So there's Say Yes, Love is Round. And Strong in Surrender. Strong in Surrender. I see that now. Okay, cool. The first two show up on like your top five. I think that's why I got confused. So. Uh-huh. Cool. I'll add that one too. Yeah. I have this playlist that like matches your style perfectly. So whenever you release something, I just add it because it's called a way up feel good songs. And like most of it's kind of like reggae, like feel good songs. You know, so. Nice. Great. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Beautiful. So I will add that. Awesome. That's so exciting. It's It's been a while since you released new recorded music, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last album that I released was in 2018. So yeah, this this new album, um, I've been working on it for the last two years, actually. And so it's really exciting to finally get it out there into the world and 
And uh, it is my, it's my fourth album, but it's the first that I've recorded and engineered myself. So, you know, over the last couple of years, it's a big learning curve. I've really dug in and learned the whole art of, uh, you know, sound engineering and stuff. And I'm really blessed to have a few really good friends who are, are pros at that kind of stuff. So I've, I've had good mentors and people to get tips from. And um, yeah, so this is, my, this is my recording studio where I'm sitting right now. Got all my That's microphones so cool. and stuff around me, and yeah, so it's been it's been really cool. It's a super empowering journey, being able to record my own music and you know not be on the clock in somebody else's studio, but but yeah, just to be able to let creativity flow through me in that way, and I've been finding just you know new waves and new avenues of creativity flowing through me, and um, yeah it's great being, being able to find expression for sounds that i've heard for years and haven't been able to actually create and now i'm actually able to do it so yeah it's it's a it's been a really cool journey with that i remember when when you were recording for my album like it was i mean it was so obvious that you had kind of a production i was really surprised that you didn't record yourself just because of how you like acted in a studio and you know all these ideas that you had. So the fact, I mean, just you seem to have just taken like that missing component and like flown with it. So yeah, I mean, I had definitely been involved, you know, with with your album, and then you know so many other albums for other people as well on a, on the production side, as far as um, you know the, the creative aspects of production. Um, where yeah, the missing piece was knowing how to push the buttons and move the sliders myself and, and work, work the gear, you know, and uh, which which was a bit daunting to me at first, actually, you know, I'd, I'd spent so many countless hours in recording studios for so many years, but hadn't paid enough attention to like yeah. how how the machinery works, you know, so but yeah, when, when I dug in and got right into it, uh, yeah, like, it's just been empowering and a lot less difficult than I thought it would be. And so um you know, for, I guess for anybody that's listening, that's just an encouragement. Um, whatever mode of creativity you feel inspired to, to grow in, you know, just just do it. And and, uh, you know, the universe always provides the, the means for our goals and visions and calling to come into fruition, I believe. I like that. Yeah, definitely. It's <clears throat> that made me think of something, but I forgot. I was just, well, I was reminded of when I was speaking to another producer that I've worked with and he was saying that he was in some like rock group in the eighties, I think in Germany. And that's how he actually learned how to engineer was just by, instead of taking like the coffee and the cigarette breaks with the rest of the band, he'd, he'd just like chum it up with the, the engineers in the control room. Be like, so what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? And, um, and uh -huh. so that's how he learned, which I think is interesting. But yeah, it's always seemed so pretty great. daunting to me. The creative side of it, not as, you know, the creative side's fine, but like the actual, you know, do, are you mixing? Is that is that something that you're doing or? Yeah, you know, so this album, um, I recorded it all myself. And then with the mix, I mixed it alongside another friend of mine who's, who's a pro engineer. He's actually, he teaches sound engineering at a really prestigious um, sound engineering school here in Australia. And um, yeah, so instead of paying him to mix it, I paid him to mix it with me. So we did it together. And so mixing this album was my learning process of, of that whole process, you know? So um, yeah, now I feel confident with mixing. And so I'm, I'm actually working on another single already that will be released later after this album that that I'm mixing all myself as well. And I'm still, you know, I send it to other engineers to get tips and ideas and feedback. But at this point, yeah, it's it's been a, a huge learning experience. And I'm at the point where I feel confident with working on mix as well. Yeah. How does that kind of affect, if at all, your live performances or how you feel about live performing versus recording or any of that has it kind of tipped the scale in terms of your time um well the live performing aspect of my life has been not as prominent as it was before two years ago so that's kind of why i really decided to dig in with recording in early 2020 just my normal touring schedule, everything got canceled. Yeah, in 2020, I had the, the biggest 
like world tour schedule planned that I had ever had planned before. And, um, you know, it all fell, <laughs> fell away when, um, the world began the big tantrum that's kind of still happening a little bit. <laughs> call it the and, panic, um, the panic demic. <laughs> the panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was, I was bummed about that for about five minutes and then I thought, you know what, it's actually really good that I'm going to have like a force break and really be able to chill and, and, uh, have that more lifestyle being in one place for a while and so i've been i've been right here in the same area in australia for two years and haven't been traveling a whole lot um i've done, done a little bit of touring around australia when it's been available to do so over the last couple of years but i've really just been here for the most part and doing a lot of more low-key secret private event kind of stuff um, that I've been playing at under the radar when when there has been restrictions and then playing a few little public things when there is, you know, the restrictions lift and all that. But yeah, I just have taken the opportunity to really dig into the recording side of things. And it's been a really, really, really good thing for me. And, uh, you know, one of the things in that journey is I've I've always wanted to record my music in such a way that it's a really good representation of the way that I present it live. Because, um, you know, sometimes you can listen to an artist's uh, music live and their music recorded, and it can be very, very different. And some artists have amazing recordings, but their their live situation isn't as inspiring. And some vice versa, you know, some artists are just incredible and, and produced an incredible experience in a live setting. But then I haven't been as inspired by the recordings. And so my goal has been in the past to to just try and recreate what I do live and try to capture that and um, and not overproduce things and have too many more elements that aren't actually in the way that I can reproduce my songs in a live setting. Um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been cool in this particular set of recordings, these songs to just kind of explore dipping a little bit more into more um, interesting production techniques and and soundscapey stuff and, and little tidbits that come in and out. And yeah, so that's been a really cool aspect for me. That's interesting because when I hear your say yes, I actually feel like it sounds a lot like what you feel like live, even though it may not sound exactly like it or have all the instrumentations that you're that you're using. Do you know what I mean? Like Awesome. Thank you. That's great feedback because that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah, you create for anybody who's seen you live, like there's such a there's such a like audience participation, which is really hard to capture as a recording. I mean, like mm. if you listen to something, for example, that Krishna Das does, you know, and he'll like mm -hmm. make it very literal, like when he records it, I sing now we are the audience, you know, like the audience is mic'd and that's part of the recording. Um, uh -huh. But it's not. Uh, but it's basically just like a recording of a live performance as opposed to like a, a studio recording, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it is a studio recording, <laughs> because I think it, I think it often is. I don't think he actually, uh, I don't think most of his albums are, are live recordings, but anyway, um, I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> but I guess my point is, is like you, you were, you, your recordings we're maybe using all the instrumentations from before, but now it, it does like with that, especially with that one, cause there's so many voices on it. Like, I feel like that that felt a lot like being in the room with you. Awesome. As awesome. I remember it. Thank you so much for that feedback. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So that's so fun. It's sad that, well, it's nice that you got this experience to cocoon and, and learn recording and whatever, but I'm sure people that are used to seeing you live are also missing, missing that. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I've got itchy feet. I'm hoping to have the opportunity to do a lot more traveling sometime soon, you know, itchy feet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not literally, you know, <laughs> no, no, this is, that's a great expression. <laughs> yeah. I, that's something that like, I mean, as you know, it wasn't like a part of my, my daily life. So that didn't, that it did. Yeah. It didn't feel like it stopped that aspect of it. Although the little that I did do, I did feel the, 
the like the you know I did feel sort of the the sadness of having to not do it even if I was only maybe doing like six a year or something like that you know uh-huh. um, it's it's sad not to be able to do anything so I'm yeah. glad to hear that you got that you got to be to do some music for you yeah where you are. yeah 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 it's been it's been yeah. it's been good that's mm-hmm. cool when you mix with somebody who is a mixer, what, how does that change the experience for them? Well, so I think in audio production, um, basically, you know, mixing and engineering in that way, the, the mixing side of things can be very blurred with um, production or like the creative side, and so making the creative decisions. So um, I think in any, audio recording project um you know you really here's an example that the the project that i worked on with you when we recorded your album um you know the the roles were kind of like you know you have your ideas of what you want to bring forth i have my creative ideas that i suggest and so i I had a lot of like production decisions that i was kind of making calls on as well but it ultimately ultimately came to you and then we had you know the main engineer who was basically like doing all of the technical stuff but then also had a whole lot of creative input as well you know and and i think that every project is different so for me with um with mixing this particular album by the way i haven't haven't said the name of the album yet this this new album is called hollow bones so i can fly and uh yeah, it, there's a new single being released every Friday at the moment, leading up to March 11th, which is the full album release date. It will all be available. Um, and I will yeah. link all of that info in the podcast description box, as well as talk about it in the intro. So don't worry, it won't get lost. Great, awesome, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so with this particular project and the mixing of it, um, Basically, you know, he and I would sit side by side and, you know, we'd do three hour sessions and just uh, work on whatever song we're working on. And I was directing creatively everything that I wanted to happen. And he had the technical skills to be able to do it. And so I was kind of directing the creative decisions. He would make suggestions here and there, but for the most part, kind of following my lead as far as where I want things to go. And, um, and as he was doing everything, I was intently watching and taking notes in my mind of how it's all happening, how it's all working. So, yeah. So it was, it was like one-on-one learning from a really awesome engineer as well as getting my album mixed. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've, I think I've, I've done a similar process with Mm. somebody, but I haven't, that's the key thing. I, I don't think I took notes in my mind uh-huh. on what they did. I was yeah. just there to supervise. Um, right. Yeah. See, that that was a big part of my intention was to yeah. learn as well. Yeah. I was I was at school. Yeah. That's awesome. That's. I mean, what a great way to learn too on your own on your own sound because that's the one that you're gonna know the best and obviously know how you want it to sound, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. So who did you work with on besides mixing and engineering? Like what uh, what sort of instrumentation instrumentalists and where did they hail from and all that? Okay, yeah, just lots of lots of my local friends from around this area where I live. Um, I played most of the instruments myself, but <laughs> not surprising. I in... <laughs> yeah, I've got a um, a drummer that played on a couple of tracks. Um, got a violinist friend and got a flautist slash saxophonist slash clarinetist that played on a few tracks and trumpet and um yeah my buddy uh, yeah my buddy who plays native american flutes he actually did all the native american flutes on say yes so when you listen to that there's actually four different flutes going on um kind of weaving in and out and some of them all at the same time there's is so it's kind of like this orchestra of wooden flutes you know yeah and um so the latest single that was released last week called love is round that actually has a a feature artist on it Mm -hmm. um murray kyle who some of your listeners might know of he's another he's a good friend of mine an epic epic musician and uh yeah so he he wrote a verse that pops up in the middle of that song and kind of 
it goes into this beatboxing section and then drops into this this reggae segment in the middle where he busts a, a verse out and yeah it's really good and then kind of mellows out back into the rest of the song just kind of this reggae section pops up out of nowhere and then disappears but yeah it's 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 really fun it did really you cool collaborating with him kind of have this song and was like i think it would be really great if you were a verse or how did that transpire yeah yeah i just i was just inspired to throw something in the middle where where i would have a collaborative thing with him and so um yeah i, I you know i wrote all the instrumentation for it all and, and just basically sent him the file and said like hey like let's you know come up with some words and throw something down on this and yeah it came out really great that's cool so just for those who are maybe not aware of how many instruments you can hold at the same time i'm kidding um play <laughs> um <laughs> what what did you play can you just tell us just for fun <laughs> um yeah sure um i mean so the other thing that i pulled a lot of people in on was the backing vocals so i've got mm. a lot of other vocalists on there as well but um yeah i think you know my main instrument is my voice and then you know guitar and strings kind of things ukuleles and stuff like that um but yeah i um played a lot of other stringed instruments uh charango and um i did play drum kit for one of the songs myself on say yes actually i played the drums um i played all of the bass lines um i played most of the flute as well i play a silver flute orchestral flute and um most of the percussion i did as well so uh, yeah, I did lots of different forms of percussion on different tracks. So calabash and cajon and djembe and um, some dunduns even and um, all sorts of little auxiliary percussion instruments, things like that. I mean, it's so perfect that you can now record yourself. Like how much money you're going to save just <laughs> or like not even that, but just like because those obstacles are don't exist anymore for you to be able to get what you write to people hearing it like so exciting yeah thanks yeah i mean I, I do find that i still spend a lot of money on microphones and, <laughs> and new instruments and all that kind of stuff it's but, a bottomless but, pit for musicians or recording is, artists yeah. yeah but one great thing is that you know i'm not on the clock and when you're in somebody else's studio and you're paying them it's kind of like oh that that minute was another dollar or more and it's just you feel like you got to be really prepared and just get stuff done but yeah what's really cool about doing your your production yourself is you can just try stuff and if it doesn't work you just delete it and you yeah can, you know have the freedom of doing it in the middle of the night when it when the inspiration comes up and just like oh i'm just gonna jump in next to the microphones and get some stuff done now it's the the, the creativity's flowing it's moving right now you know so yeah it's yeah, not yeah there's no time 4 PM when you schedule it but might not be feeling it <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah. yeah which that's you know i like to live my life um on my own schedule most for the most part and uh so it's nice to to have that freedom to create when i want to create that's so cool so has your writing process been similar have you been like I find because I find for myself that like I'll go through kind of writing periods and then like recording periods that I'm not so much writing music when I'm involved in recording old stuff and I'm not sure like how is that for you yeah and currently I'm gosh I've had so much creativity flowing through in the songwriting ways for the last couple of years really I've I'm writing new songs that I really love a lot faster than I'm recording them Mm. So uh, I'm wanting to remedy that and spend a lot more time in front of the microphones and just like mm -hmm. really get stuff out more. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I find myself writing new songs almost weekly at the moment. Just new new things keep coming through and new inspiration and you know a lot of stuff sticks and and does become something and some things don't stick and that's okay. But um, yeah, I'm definitely in a in a flow state lately with that kind of creativity coming through. Do you have a, a setup that you could record stuff live and just post on YouTube? You know, like like a, you can lightly mix it kind of, but just have it be a, a live recording? Um, yeah, you know, I, I could do that. Yeah. That mm. might be a nice way to just get it out there. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good I idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that, that, I'm kind of in that mode, right? now i'm feeling like i need to because because usually when i'll when i'll write a song i will share it on my youtube channel but i'll record it like 
you know, just have my phone in a corner of the room and it's not the most ideal sound quality. And somebody uh -huh. mentioned it to me once and I was like, oh yeah, I have recording equipment. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I could go that extra step and just, yeah, put it through there. So yeah, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy how easy it is to share um, live, but online, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. kind of, kind of a wonderful side effect of all this too, is yeah. that that's just become so much more normalized. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. I need to plug in my laptop really quick. This is okay. going to take me like 10 seconds. Let's do that. I'm going to pause. Okay. It's like summer there. I'm just realizing, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. Happy summer. Thank you. <laughs> Happy winter. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking lots of water because it's of the heating in our house that <laughs> makes me so dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you have the, a different, a different reason. Well, everybody should drink water, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we have the same reason for drinking water. Yeah. yeah right. I, I, hear, I hear you. I hear you on that. <laughs> uh, I feel like there is so much that we have missed in two years that I can't uh, tell me something, Chad. I, I, it's not coming to, to my mind. I mean, so much must have happened in two years. This, which was the last time that I spoke to you, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, um, it was actually late 2019 even when we. 2019. I believe so. Was it or no? Or was it early, 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 super early 2020? Like okay, maybe you talk and I'll look that up because I have it. I have what when the podcast aired. Okay. Um. Gosh, I don't know what to say now. Um. I just get to say anything I want. Hey. <laughs> mm. I'm ha I'm having trouble um, accessing what i'm supposed to say right now <laughs> what's been on your mind lately like what have the your song what has your song material kind of been been bringing you like okay um well i feel like i feel like i just keep writing the same song over and over with different words still for the last decade <laughs> 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 and um so you know i mean my core message is is unconditional love and, um, you know, I try and bring that forth in lots of different ways. And there's, there's lots of different aspects of that, you know, so that, that comes in messages about gratitude and surrender and, um, you know, oneness, universal oneness. And, um, yeah, you know, I guess I could, um, mention just a few things about some of the, some of the songs I'm putting out. Um, I've, I've filmed a new film clip just recently for a song that's coming out next week. It's coming out on the 28th of January called There's This Thing. And it, that's a really fun song for me. It's a really different one. So, um, you know what, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to send you that song if you'd like to see okay. it on. Film I just this. looked it up and we talked last September, 2019. That's when it was. So right. you were right. Yeah. I yeah. Wow. It was... It's been um, yeah, so I've got this song called There's This Thing, and uh, it's, it's, it's really, really fun. It's, it's one of my most requested songs in live settings at the moment, and it's one of my favorite songs to play. And uh, it's, um, you know, with the songwriting process that I do, there's kind of different songs that I pull out in different scenarios, in different situations. So some of my songs are more like um, almost mantras where it's, it can be very repetitive, and so it's really easy for people to catch on and sing along, you know. And then sometimes I have songs that are more wordy and more contemplative and have more information in them. And, and, you know, I pull those out when the moment calls for it, where it feels like everybody's just zoned in and ready to just listen and absorb what's something that I have to say, you know, and there's this thing is one of those songs. And, um, it's this interesting kind of, uh, it, it's ultimately about the oneness of all things. It's about, it's about, it's about this thing. It says, there's this thing. We all know that it's there, but we, we don't know how to describe it. And, and it's, it's ultimately about like, we have this sense that there's this thing 
um, and what it is is it's everything and it's it's oneness and it's the it's the consciousness that is alive within everything you know but I, I go about this whole song kind of describing this mysterious thing in all these different ways and, and there's a lot of humor in it as well and uh, so that's that's a really fun song that I've been playing a lot lately and I've just filmed a film clip for it which is um, it's uh, will be coming out just a few days after the song comes out as well. So I think um, I think January thirty first the the video will be out on YouTube and on all video platforms and stuff. So um, yeah, I came up with this really interesting concept where in the video I'm like a news presenter, and it's like a morning news show, you know. So I've got my suit and tie and everything, and and I'm at a desk and talking, and then. Uh, then there's a co-host, which is also me, and then there's guests that come <laughs> on the show that are also me, and we did a lot of green screen things so there could be multiple versions of me all at the same time, and then, you know, every once in a while I'll cut to the studio audience when they do applause or something like that, and it's like a whole bunch of me in the audience as well. And, oh, that's and so I'm, cool. And so I'm acting like I'm, I'm mm. uh, telling the news, but I'm lip syncing to the song the whole time as well. And then there's like a sports segment and a cooking segment. And then there's like a helicopter segment where there's a helicopter driver. And um, fun. yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's really quirky. And it, it was an interesting project for me because um, it's uh, it's been really good for me to express in the music that I'm releasing that kind of side of my personality because um, people that know me well know that I'm, I, get really silly i've got a pretty quirky personality um i like to have a lot of fun and just get silly you know that's that's a really big part of of me and how i like to relate and interact with the world um, but for the most part people that follow my music have had just the side of my personality and my the perception of me about like you know some kind of like really spiritual guy that just thinks about spiritual things it's i don't know Everything's spiritual, ultimately, though, and um, just having fun and making humorous things, I think, is a really important thing, too. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of it, this particular song and the video that goes along with it, it has been really fun to create because it expresses a whole different aspect of who I am than I feel like I've felt free to express publicly as much as I do now. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. That was something that I was going to ask you about next, actually, because when you said that all of your songs are basically about the same thing, about oneness and, you know, unconditional love or whatever, I know, you know, everybody knows there's times when you're not feeling unconditional love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do? Like, do you, are you un, what's the word? Are you opposed to writing songs about your down moments or do you like it is music part of those moments for you or are those moments when you kind of just reflect and go into yourself and don't produce in the sense no, of I, I definitely do produce life? yeah I, I do get creative in those moments um you know yeah i mean there's always undulations and ups and downs and waves in life and i i don't think that it's good ever to bypass any negative feelings that come up it's really important to be with what is you know i'm a big fan of reality i think that <laughs> reality is great and there's it's it's not good to dumb oh down my gosh yourself. that's a t-shirt chad that is a t-shirt <laughs> but I, i'm a big fan of reality yes yeah right okay i may i may use that we can split the profit go ahead do that do that i'll wear it i'll i'll definitely wear that shirt um yeah, you know, I, I think that a lot of humanity um, lives in a way that is really not open-hearted. And most of humanity is often in more of a self-protection mode rather than an, an open-hearted mode. And um, most of humanity has a lot of ways that we dumb ourselves down or numb ourselves or try to escape from what is and we we oftentimes live in resistance to what is in resistance to reality and so i i don't i aspire to not be like that i aspire to to really face life head on and whatever comes up in life to be really present with it and so whether it's joy or whether it's grief um you know, I really value the the deep medicine that there is in really actually feeling feelings of grief as well and letting that be real. 
Um, so that, yeah, but that, that said, I'm also a really, really strong believer in like real healing that is really deep and can happen really quick as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't prescribe to the idea that the only way people learn and grow in life is through difficulty. I really think that we can learn and grow and evolve no matter what. And it, it's sometimes it's just about making good choices. And if we keep making the wrong choices over and over and over, it might just keep getting harder and harder for us. And, and it might take a really painful experience to, to learn and to change and to grow in any given way. But yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of the the reality of we are able to to shift and to change and to grow, change our mindsets, um, create new neural pathways, and and find quick healing. So even in in places of grief, um, I don't run away from it. You know, at least I seek not to. You know, my 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 core value and my ideal with these things is to to be really real with things that come up and to feel it and not bypass anything. But then also to to in a in a real way look on the bright side of life what are you grateful for and and really come through things quickly to to come back to that state of joy you know because i also believe that um the states that we indulge in internally actually do affect the world around us so if i choose to to really go down deep and indulge in in negative feelings and negative emotions it's like I'm going to be emitting that vibration to the world around me and manifesting more of that and recreating more of that, you know? So for me, it's like, you know, be real with what comes up and, and don't pretend it's not there. Don't shove it down because it, it is there. If it's there, that's still the vibration that you're going to be emanating. If you, even if you put on a smile, a fake smile and, and shove it down and pretend that it's not there, you know, what actually emits from you vibrationally is, the reality that's that's alive internally and so you know not pretending that things are not there not shoving it down but really seeing it but then also learning to quickly shift it in a real way and come back to thankfulness and gratitude and unconditional love and forgiveness and acceptance of what is and and these things that i think are really important messages to to really grasp and um and vibrate out into the world around us too because, uh, yeah, that's what the world needs, you know, and I want I want to be one that these positive attributes can flow through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I asked because when when you were talking about, well, I asked for a ver variety of reasons, but one of the things that when, when you were talking about how your fans who listen to maybe just your recorded music see you as this kind of serious guy is I've found that people will kind of idealize the spiritual people that they listen to as if they never go through periods of grief or they never go through anger or, you know, things like that, because that's not spiritual or that. So I was just, mm. I think it's just nice to kind of yeah. let people in on your humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, every, everything is spiritual, you know, it's just, we perceive things in different ways, but mm -hmm. everything has has spiritual implications. And uh, you know, so this is this is relevant to another song on my album called "The Song of the Dawn." And um, yeah, so this song it says, "I will sing the song of the dawn in the dark of the night, and when the morning takes too long, I'll bring my own light." And uh, it's about being real with with painful experiences that we go through but then also stepping through and empowering ourselves to, to bring forth light and to bring forth goodness in the midst of that. And, and, um, that feels you know, really like, familiar, by the way, have you performed that live? Like, is that an older song? Yeah. Yeah. This, so I haven't released a recording of it yet, but you probably okay. have heard me sing it in okay. the past. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's another line in it that says, um, so if you have to feel the pain, feel it hard and feel it all the way, so you mm. don't have to come back there again. There's a reason why it came and there's mm. a season for the rain. And so it's like, you know, this is, when why, it comes... people, this is why people love listening to your song. <laughs> and I remember, by the way, because you're not going to say this probably, but like when, when I went to one of your live shows, I went to two actually, everybody in the audience knows every single word that you're saying. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you don't get I mean, it from I'm, you, you at this point, I'm, 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a small fish in a big pond. Not a lot of people know anything about me or who I am or have heard but the music. But they love but you hard. I have found that the people that do find my music seem to really like it. And, um, you know, I yeah, I mean, so we met in Arizona when you lived in Arizona. And I, I love going to Arizona because there's such a beautiful family that like a whole bunch of people that I know are going to show up at anything that I do there. And it's such a ragtag group of people that are like from all different walks of life. And somehow they found my music. And a lot of, a lot of people are like not even people that probably go to live music events very often, but somehow they've found what I do and they're always there. And, um, you know, I, I love the the unifying power of positive music as well, bringing people together. You know, mm. it's, it's something that I, I really love doing, really passionate about in that way. Yeah. Creates a community. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that's something that I'm not sure if it's just because I left a community before the lockdowns happened, but um, or if it's just that this is a theme for, you know, for the reason for because of the lockdowns, but that commune, that lack of community, I felt so challenging through this, through this period. Um, and it only just occurred to me a few months ago that I could create one online with people. So hmm. I've been doing that. I mean, I was in Mexico where I could meet with actual human beings, but here in Washington, I so far haven't, I think I'm about to, I think I'm on the brink of actually being around some live bodies. <laughs> <laughs> but, Great. but yeah, that community, I mean, that's so important. That's not you know, it might be like a side effect of your music, but it's a really important factor. It's what, you know, it, it's, it's the fabric of society. Like we, mm. we aren't meant to be living in little <clears throat> rectangles, literally. Um, yeah. Little rectangles. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not meant to be so insulated from the rest of the world and sterilized environments, you know, and, and also, we live in a lot of humanity lives in sterilized environments, not in touch with nature mm. much. Mm. And I think that that's a really, really key important thing. I think it's really good to get your bare feet on the ground regularly and, and be in touch with other life forms, you know, other people who are not humans as well, mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, for, hundreds of thousands of years humans have lived in harmony with nature and you know the agricultural revolution only happened 10,000 years ago and then you know the industrial revolution is only a couple hundred years ago and then the internet and like the way things are moving it's like boom 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 boom, boom. and um you know something that I have been thinking about and learning a little bit about and and I actually feel a bit of concern about is the the development of artificial intelligence and the potential of um, transhumanism and where that could be going with humanity basically melding with machines and there's potential for it to be a good thing in in certain ways and there's a whole lot of potential for it to go really really wrong and for life to be in danger as a result of it you yeah. know and, and I think it's it's kind of inevitable that we're moving that way more and more towards um, I mean we all carry around a tracking device in our pockets at all times at this point in, in our lives are very, very intertwined with technology even already, even though most of us don't have a chip implanted in our brains yet, but, <laughs> but we're still, we're already very intertwined and, and um, yeah, it's kind of inevitable that humanity is moving more and more in that direction. And gosh, I just hope that through all of that, we don't forget about what's actually real and what's actually alive and stay in touch with nature and in touch with our food sources and in honor of the elements in honor of water as sacred and um you know i think humanity has a lot to do in waking up and remembering our connectionness with the rest of nature as as one with ecology rather than uh, some kind of a special um a special type of being that that rules over creation or something like that you know we are we are part of ecology we are a, a part of nature and it's really important for us to remember that i think now more than ever and it's only going to get more and more important i think with the way things are going yeah it's it's a product of 
Well, and I, something that, that was said in like, I think it was it the social experiment or the, there's that Netflix movie that was on social, uh, social Oh networks. yeah, yeah, yeah. The social yeah. network? The, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, something, it's not coming to me now, sorry. But yeah. anyway, the, <laughs> one, one of the, the concepts that really struck me in it, that struck me when you were talking was this idea that the people that are basically deciding how society is going to live, you know, basically, because it's such a huge influence, these social networks, right, are not thinking of them in terms of their effects on humanity. It's just a cool new thing, you know, mm. and then they have to go back and go, okay, what, <laughs> like, how do we, how do we alter this so that it doesn't do X or how do we alter this uh -huh. so it doesn't do Y and it's, but it's already a living system and it's like, you can't do anything, you know, like, uh -oh. it's like the atom bomb, you know, <laughs> like, like, okay, you, you made it, but you know, guess what it's going to be used for? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 that's not why I made it. Yes, but it exists. So it can mm. be used for anything, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah wow. it's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I've, I've got a friend actually, who's, um, she's really high up and well-respected worldwide in the world of AI development. And she's also a very earth connected, spiritually minded being. And, um, yeah, she, she actually being really, really connected and part of that field, she sees a lot of good in it and she's really pro the development of artificial intelligence and how it could be assisting humanity and assisting life. But also she recognizes that there's a huge risk in it and she yeah. reckons more of a risk than anything more than climate change even. And, mm. um, she reckons that with the way things are going, there's about a 10% chance that all life could go extinct in the next hundred years wow. <laughs> as a result of how it could be going, you know? So just that kind of having this kind of inside information about how, the direction that things are going, it's kind of like, it makes me go like, wow, um, even more and more, like grow my own food, drink <laughs> clean water from good sources, um, be in touch with nature and like, encourage that around me like love what's real be in touch with what's real you know wow yeah that's i mean but that's kind of the kind of thoughtfulness and person that you would want creating something that altering that's you know of of society you know yeah when because exactly. when i listen to and I don't listen to a lot of Elon Musk, but when I, for example, listen to like Elon Musk discuss these things, that doesn't seem to be a consideration. <laughs> the The coolness of the technology seems to be like a huge consideration and, you know, going further and further and further, but like how it will be used or how it will affect humanity, not so much. And why should it be? Because that's not his job, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So hopefully they'll hire people that for that will be their job <laughs> yeah exactly well another thing that i'm aware of in the industry uh, of that is that like 90 percent of the people that are are in the development of artificial intelligence are um younger generation males younger generation mm. men and so there's an imbalance in the masculine and feminine dynamic as well as you know people that are wise and have been around for a while wow. are not really big in that world and so basically you know i think that we need more women in the space um that are in touch with that aspect of of being and relating as a human you know um i, I i'm a really big fan of like full honoring the balance of masculine and feminine dynamics and that's that's where the ideal lies in in anything and if you've got a whole industry that has the potential of completely rewriting the story of how humanity interfaces with reality and with virtual reality even as well um and it's all being headed up by only the masculine dynamic then we're going to be missing so much more about how to be thinking about these things it's, so it's really really important i think to see more women in the space and and not just more women but just also in general more people that are just in touch with the heart and not mm -hmm. just like 
intrigued by this new interesting world they're creating right. you know well and have life experience i think that's a really mm -hmm. interesting insight that was something i was thinking about in the bath last night actually so i was like whoa most of our society for like the past how many thousands tens hundreds thousands of years has been decided by and i wasn't even thinking male but of course male men mostly right but mm -hmm. young men because people didn't live very long <laughs> everything that wow. was created was created within like what the first 20 30 years of someone's life uh -huh. you know i mean uh -huh. you know and if they were lucky maybe like a few you know a few more decades but i was like that's so crazy because we complain about that now we're like why are 20 year olds in charge of it but they've always been <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting it's really <laughs> ironic as well because now of all times with you know all the medical advances that we've had people are actually are, are living to ripe old ages of 100 right. and more and so we have like more than ever the opportunity to have healthy leadership from eldership right but we're also more than ever living isolated from other generations even you know so so back to like what you were talking about about we live in in rectangles you know we live <laughs> in rectangles within other rectangles fences you know right. that that separate us from the other humans and even just the concept of like land ownership and like you know you're allowed to be on this part of land and you're allowed to be on this part of land because like somebody says that somebody owns something or something like that. it's all just it's all made up it's all a weird game that humanity sure. is playing or something like that anyway you know but but like we're we're so insulated from from na not only nature but but other humans and there's not like the village anymore there's not like the community anymore and multi-generational living you know, and I, I do find it really sad that um, a lot of our elders are just put together in care homes and kind of like just not not we need a more integrated approach to, to multi-generational living and, and really honoring those who have lived life and have wisdom to share and mm -hmm. instead of um, reinventing the wheel again every generation and, you yeah know, yeah i think that there was perhaps an imbalance at some point in the honoring of the elderly and not enough maybe in the innovation and like new zest for life that youth does bring because mm. i see that there's like there's like a beauty in both right i mean there's like a naive there's like a naivete from the the youth that is necessary because otherwise all of the wisdom that the elders have i mean they might have it but they don't feel like doing anything with it you know like that that's uh -huh. not the energizing part of your life where you're like yes let's build on this you know so like the youth is the one that's you know gonna want to build upon these and in, in my mind as i think about this right now yeah yep. um so and i think that there has been and still in a lot of cultures there's like too much probably of an emphasis on what has been done and what works and you know mm, this this mm -hmm. this and maybe that's why we kind of push push them away but it's not yeah it's not balanced mm. so yeah we've, we've got to find that balance don't we of, yeah of of all the different um parts of aspects of life times of life finding their place in, in an integrative way yeah Mm -hmm. <laughs> huh. let's do it yeah <laughs> all right so <laughs> here's your business. project <laughs> for this week <laughs> no it's good it's good to bring up simple things that we can <laughs> find easy solutions for yeah well, you know I, I haven't i haven't done it in a while but um i used to every once in a while go and perform my songs in a local elderly home oh, okay yeah and it's such a it's a beautiful experience i i haven't been allowed to for the last couple of years because of all the right. stuff right. the thing that's going around right. but um yeah it's really beautiful to to just be in the presence of a whole lot of life experience and they're so stoked and so happy to have a visit and have a performance and just have a chat just hang out and talk you know and and um gosh i remember there was this one woman that was there and after i played 
everybody was like, oh, get her to play the piano. And, and so we all gathered around the piano and, and this woman, I wish I could remember her name. She, um, she was very not present cognitively. She had, she was pretty advanced with um, Alzheimer's or something like that, you know? And so she didn't even know her own name at that point, but she sat at the piano and music just rolled off her finger. She was a professional pianist in oh, her day. Wow. And it just like, I was just like, I've never witnessed somebody playing piano like that in front of me. And it's this person that her mind is, is, is spent in some ways, but in other ways, she's just like brilliant virtuoso, just incredible to witness, you know? So again, gosh, amazing power of music, right? Yeah, no, I've heard that, that, that people with Alzheimer's um, music is something that they will actually remember if you play like a song from their youth or something that it'll, it'll bring, bring up stuff. Cause mm. I guess it's a different part of the brain. I don't, I don't know how that works, but huh. yeah, that's yeah, cool. That is really cool. There is, I mean, you, you know, that from memorizing your songs and playing them live, right? There's like a different part of your brain. Cause it's not it's not intellectual where you know how to put your fingers. There's like some other thing at, not that I play guitar, but the, you know, when I play piano, there's like some other thing that where your fingers know where to go. It's, it's quite mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The muscle memory and, and yeah, um, yeah it, it sticks. Yeah. The, the human mind is very intriguing to me. I'm, I'm very interested in, um, in perception and, uh, neuroscience and stuff like that so yeah oh okay stuff. so maybe maybe that's like your next is that your next venture <laughs> you're gonna be uh, you're gonna get your I phd mean, in neuroscience and <laughs> <laughs> i mean no i don't think so i i it, although that could be one thing that if i live for a thousand years that could interest me but I do have to, uh, I have to say no to something so I can give full yes to what I am spending my life on, you know? <laughs> yeah. You have a few more songs to record before you do that. Yeah. Maybe. I have some more songs to record. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, would you like to share where people can find you, um, on the, on the rectangular, <laughs> the rectangular <laughs> venues in your life? Oh, the rectangular venues. Um, well, yeah, you know, so, on the internet yeah. and, and all that. On the interports um yeah so um you can find me chad wilkins on social media facebook and chad wilkins music on instagram and my website is chadwilkinsmusic.com and you can find my music on any of the platforms where you find music spotify and youtube and apple and deezer and bandcamp and wherever you like to find music i'll be there so chad wilkins is my name Cool. I will share that so you can link to it or click on the link that I put in the podcast descriptions. Um, Chad has an album coming out March 11th, Hollow Bones So I Can Fly. Am I getting that right? Yep. And I will play the song that you send me after this. So please stick around and listen to this because um, you will get another angle of chad's uh personality and be able to listen to his beautiful music so don't go anywhere it was lovely having you chad and i will see y'all in our next podcast bye ciao thanks so much for having me
Find that the thing 
enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing on the platform of your choosing and leaving us a comment. This helps considerably for all the algorithms to figure out just how valuable it is. Thank you for participating. To keep in touch with me and receive updates, please sign up for my newsletter at portersinger.com. You'll get a free download updates on my self-healing sound courses, workshops, and other community building events that I'm creating. Have a beautiful day.